I woke up one morning after having some of those hard conversations with therapists and mentors and was just kind of like, I am done feeling like my worthiness is in contention every day. Everything that I'm doing, the mistakes that I'm making has nothing to do with my worthiness. It has to do with my experiences. And yes, I need mentorship sometimes in practice, but my worthiness is inherent. It isn't to be taken away. It isn't to be bargained. It just is. And I am done putting that as a bargaining chip on the table. Hi, and welcome to Making Space. In this episode, Ilona and I talk about destiny, intuition, spirit guides, and we share some of our stories from our dark nights of the soul. Our conversations don't have a lot of structure. We just kind of hop on and go with the flow. And it's really nice how it all loops back at the end and we talk about standing in your power and what that means. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If I would have really like taken my own advice and trusted, but then what's the line? You know, that that's kind of like the lessons that I'm trying to learn and understand. Where is the line between trusting and letting the universe deliver for you? And when do you take action and put put that action behind what it is that you want? So yes. And I've been in that same thought process and 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 my thought around that too is. How do I know that the action I'm taking is not based on my trauma? And how do I know the action I'm taking is based on my true soul desires? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing around with this idea a lot lately. And it's so funny that this is the lesson that I was kind of, you know, channeling yesterday or getting and mm-hmm. that it was showing up. Mm-hmm. And I always... I always come back to, I think we even talked about it last time. Like, are we, are you, am I coming, am I showing up from love or from fear? Yeah. And that's the balance between figuring out like what, what is happening? Like, where am I showing up from? What is going on? Yeah. Yeah. And then with that fear, how much of it is the own fear that you've learned from your life and how much of it is generational? Yeah. So I was having this, so because I got my hair done last week and I was in the chair for four hours, I was talking to my hairstylist and we started talking about fate and destiny and what's meant for you. And remember when I, I think I told you about this, when I was at the witch experience, I had a reading done by Gigi and she does astrology and tarot cards. Okay. And so she was looking at my chart and she was like, um, oh, you've got a child. And I said, yes. And she said, you have two kids. And I said, no. And she's just looking at my chart and she's like, there's many more children here that were meant for you. And I was like, oh, interesting. And that got me really thinking about like, what do you mean meant for me? Yeah. Right. Like, okay. So if I go back to thinking, and I'm going to bring this background generational stuff in a second, but if I'm thinking about my first marriage, so I'm 20 years old, getting engaged, get married at, I don't know, 21 or 22. Didn't want to say yes to that marriage. Didn't want to be married, got divorced, not even a year later. Just always had this feeling like I, I was trapped and I wanted to run. Okay. So then I think about my grandmother 
who got married right out of high school, had kids right away and ended up leaving her husband and ended up in, this is in the sixties, right? So that's unusual. Progressive. <laughs> moving back to Canada and then getting a job. And I wonder how trapped she may have felt in that situation. Oh. And why did I have this feeling like I was trapped and I was in a really good relationship with a really good guy. There was nothing wrong. I just didn't want it. But had I stayed with him, for sure, we would have had like two, three kids at a young age. Yeah. And was that what was quote unquote meant for me Mm -hmm. or what I did was that meant for me? And, or does it even matter? Cause I'm still going to learn the lessons I need to learn. It'll just be in whatever way I decide. Yeah. So my question is tell like, what do you think about destiny? What do you think about fate? What do you think about st- stuff that like is meant for you? Like if you looked at your astrological chart and saw like these things were meant for you, what does that mean? What do you think it means? Yeah. So that's such a big, big question. And it's also for me, it's also such a personal question because I think our opinions about it and our feelings about it and our outlook on it maybe changes as we go through life and experience certain things. Mm -hmm. And so right now at this stage in my life, I choose to subscribe more and more to the theory that our souls are infinite. Mm -hmm. I've kind of always believed that. But I truly am kind of slipping into that more and more, like I'm I'm trusting more and more. And I believe that we come here to earth to experience things, to learn things and to kind of evolve our soul. And so there's different things that happen. We make certain contracts, I would say, with ourselves, but nobody else. Maybe there's other people involved that need to learn similar lessons or play a role for us or play a part for us. Mm -hmm. But we choose our own kind of like guidance of what we want to experience, what it is that we haven't felt or experienced yet and how we want to grow. And so that's the kind of like general direction. But I believe that there's also a lot of free will that we have when we're here. I believe that our soul really detaches from the outcome and it gives us the opportunity to just be human because part of being human is not having the answers, Mm -hmm. is not knowing, right? And so that's why there's some of these things, blocks sometimes that we may not understand as much as we want to, but there's a reason for that because we're not meant to, because we're meant to exercise our humanness. We're meant to exercise our choice, our free will, And so I don't believe there's only one path. I think there's a general direction, general idea of what it is that our soul needs and wants from this particular moment in time that is our journey, this lifetime. But then I believe when we're actually in it, then we have those choices. Like you drop yourself into a moment that, you know, your soul kind of guided you towards to learn certain lessons, but you're like, ah, this this doesn't feel right. I'm going to learn it a different way. And you jump onto a different timeline, different different wavelength and you experience different things but I do believe exactly what it is that you say that it doesn't matter which road we take we will still get to our end goal we will still still learn the lessons so in that way that means that there's no wrong choices I truly believe that yeah 
I, I'm really, I'm really, it's interesting that this is the, this is the idea that we're playing with today, because that's really been on my mind this entire week. And I've really been pondering this good and bad, right? Wrong. And, you know, and really choosing and judgments and labels that we put on one another. And the message that has been coming from me really is just stand back and look at the bigger perspective. If we're just coming here to learn lessons, to be, you know, able to feel what it is to be human and to really evolve our soul, that means that at some point in our lifetime, in our soul journey, we have been all of these different things that we might be judging right now. Yeah. for somebody else that we might not like in our current lifetime. And so I've been playing around with the idea of maybe things aren't just right or wrong and white, right? Clear and unclear. It is such a mix of just journeys and lessons. What it comes down to for me is you asked me a beautiful question at the beginning of the week, I think. What is, you know, stepping into your power for yeah. you? Yeah. And it's that's what I've been playing around with. And it really comes down to that for me is I, in the end, have the choice. And what gives me power is the more conscious I am, the more I understand what I want, where, where my direction in this life is, where I want to go, yeah. the more clearer I can make a decision for myself that I will be at peace with, knowing that I didn't make that decision out of necessity or need or looking out for somebody else, which a lot of us do. I do personally mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. In that, there's been that shift of, of getting clear on, on, the, on, the, on the journey where I want to go and then making decisions from there with less judgment, less, you know, all of that gunky thing that we kind of, those boxes we put ourselves in, the labels that we put on each other. It's just been a little bit, it's like an evolution for me of opening up. And that starts with me. I I truly believe that we are our own worst critic. I mean, my journey has always been just self-criticism. Like there has been very little understanding and grace and love for myself I can offer it to other people easily self it's been an yeah it's been a big journey in both directions outwards but also inwards and it's it's funny watching that dynamic how it evolves you know and it's it's also interesting that the people around me are shifting as I'm shifting I mean it's not a coincidence that you're asking me these questions when I'm over here on the other side of the world pondering the similar concepts and then you literally ask me a question that has everything to do with that and you bring your own experiences that you're kind of like paralleling the journey that I'm having and yeah it's a beautiful thing and and I mean I truly believe that at some point at some place our souls have made a contract to meet at this moment in time and help each other grow and learn and move towards this messy little human experience yeah it is messy (laughs) but but you're right I think there is something really important around the not being all or nothing and not looking like everything has to be all one way or all another way so I had a client last week come to see me for a reading and she had questions about her job and in her mind she had two choices she could stay where she was or she could follow this new opportunity And, um, what her guides were asking her to do was to come to her center, find, make the 
decision from being in a position of being in her power. And of course, I'm getting a client like that when I'm also contemplating decisions and being asked to step into my own power. I love how that works, how whatever I'm working through, the clients that come to me are usually like in the same sort of situation. Yeah. I know that you noticed that too. Yeah. Absolutely. and, and it's funny because she was coming to me as from a referral and I don't know what was said from the referral that I hadn't worked with the other person. And I don't, I feel like she was expecting like a tell me what to do kind of an answer. And I said, well, <laughs> I'm not the kind of psychic that is going to tell you your future because you have free will. I could tell you one thing, but you can change, choose a different way and open a different door and it's going to lead you down a different path. And I also don't want you to be so focused on what I say, thinking that that is the right way. It's not the right way. The right way is whatever you decide for yourself. And so, and that's kind of what we were just talking about in terms of there are really no wrong decisions because whatever decision you make, you're going to be learning the lessons that you need to learn. And it's going to be leading you to where you need to go to make the next decision and to not have so much pressure on ourselves that there's only two choices, right or wrong, that there's a million choices and they're all going to be right for us in some way or capacity. Yeah. So where are you? So with that, with the question that you had before, with what we just talked about with your client, where do you stand with your opinion now? Like, what is your outlook on this whole thing? That question that you posed, would it be a different life? Am I, you know, or was that meant for me? Or is this meant for me? Yeah. And when I was talking to you about it initially, and I was, and I was just hearing you talk about it, if what feels right to me is that Um, it wasn't a right or wrong decision to marry my first husband. It wasn't a right or wrong decision to leave him. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just my decision. And yes, I would have learned tons of lessons by staying with him when I felt like I, that's not where I wanted to be. Even if that was like a generational pull that I I had to live through, that's okay. Um, And we would have had a gaggle of kids and there would have been lots of lessons in learning in that, but (laughs) there was lots of lessons in learning um, in being single and living in the city by myself and getting a career and getting sued at one point and having other relationships and breaking up. And, and then finally meeting my husband now where we had a child later in life. And that's a whole different experience, you know? Lots of lessons along the way. And you know what? I probably would have all been very similar lessons because those are my soul lessons. Yes, yes, exactly. And actually, okay, this brings me to another point that I wanted to talk to you about because whenever we talk and I'm trying to figure something out, I'm like, I don't know. I got to ask my guides. I don't know. Let me go to the cards. Let me talk to my guides. Let me open the records. And you're always like, just come to yourself, just come to you. And that's, and not that you would ever say that to me, like, disdainfully but you would model <laughs> to me you're like oh you know I I'm I'm making that decision from inside me and then and then I was talking to um, my spiritual mentor and she was talking to me about intuition and I realized I have a huge gap here I'm like what are you even talking about like what do you mean okay. intuition yeah, <laughs> it's just so funny because that's where I started this whole journey it would have just been like my gut my intuition Yes. But because I learned from so many times that I couldn't rely on that because I'm making decisions, not from my intuition, but from my trauma and from what I'm trying to like protect myself and those don't feel right. So I stopped trusting 
what I thought was that part of me and just kept going to my guides, guides, tell me, tell me what to do. And of course they do not tell you what to do. They are there to guide you, not to tell you. And so I started to realize I need to come back. And and the big difference um, between intuition and guides and spirit guides is that my soul, my intuition has lessons that it's dying to learn and why we're here experiencing this. And my job now is to stand in my power and to understand the difference between that intuition and what is just like a protection response. Mm -hmm. And then if I need help, I can go to my guides and say, Hey, what am I missing here? Can you help me with understand this better? Where's, can you help me see a different perspective? So I'm not just seeing fear or scarcity. And so it's been really funny, like coming back to that center. And that was kind of around the time when I texted you and I said, what does it even mean to stand in your power? Like, what the, what does that even mean? (laughs) And honestly, my initial response was like, I don't kind of even know, like, what, what does that mean to me? But I just know it's the, it's, it's what I always come back to and then you know as as I was thinking about it I was like well this is what it means to me it may mean different things to different people as well yeah but this is what it means to me it's that putting yourself back in the driver's seat and maybe even sometimes drowning out some of that noise of you know somebody telling you what's right for you or somebody saying this is where you should be going and really just tuning inwards calming it all down quieting it all down and just it's like that gentle inquiry with yourself. Hey, what do I need right now? Let's start with the basics. You know, do I feel okay? What do I really, really, you know, long for right now? And then maybe that's the first step. And the second step is to go to your chart or to your guides, maybe just for a confirmation, whether that's the right or something like that, instead of you know, I think there's, it's, it's a lot of mess when we constantly try to look for validation and the answers on the outside of us. Yeah. And I truly believe it creates a lot of detours. It doesn't yes. necessarily yeah. stop our progress, but it's unnecessary detouring that we're doing, sometimes even running around in circles, right? And we, we now, especially in this day and age, I feel like the beautiful thing is that we are evolving and moving forward and be, becoming a little bit more connected to our spiritual sides, to our souls. But with that also comes a lot of confusion because yeah. in the end, we are all just human. Mm-hmm. And so all of these people with good intentions may be adding in their own past, their own trauma, their own shades of what they perceive your journey to be as. And so I believe for myself, at least, it's always so important to have that inner compass and check in with it often. So I don't get lost in all of this noise of what I need to be doing, what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And coming back to that, does this actually feel aligned for me? Does this feel good for me? What do I need? What do I want? It doesn't matter what everybody else wants. This is, I came here alone and I'm leaving alone. <laughs> and as selfish as that sounds, this journey really comes down to learning to, to be, you know, self-reliant and trusting yourself. I think that's something that we are not thought that it doesn't come easy and we sometimes keep spinning around in a circle and in in one place trying to look at all the directions all the Mm -hmm. options and choices and opinions and Mm -hmm. it's so so confusing and so messy I love that you said unnecessary detouring yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, it makes sense because it's like if we could just drop all the chatter in our head and and trying to get consensus from people, you know, and we just did what our intuition told us to do, it would would be a much straighter path. But of course, it's not like that. (laughs) It's like all these detours. And, you know, it's not, you know, maybe unnecessary isn't the right word that I use, but maybe it's because I, I truly do believe that everything has a purpose. And mm-hmm. there is, yeah. if we're stalling, yeah. if we're detouring, if we're running around in circles, spinning yeah. around, there is a reason for it. But I also have been playing it around with the idea of maybe it could be a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it, right? So yeah. that's also another layer to it, another aspect mm-hmm. of of the journey and growth and understanding and moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, just with this, I wanted to give an example. Like I see a lot of well-meaning people giving a lot of well-meaning advice, but it is not the thing that the person receiving the advice needs for their journey. And I can see it so clearly that the the advice they're getting is so well-meaning. It makes sense, you know, it's the responsible thing to do. But for that soul at this particular time, they need the complete opposite. They need yeah. to make mistakes. They need to have their own yeah. journey. They need freedom. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it over and over, for example, with parents mm-hmm. meaning really well mm-hmm. for their kids mm-hmm. to be set up, to go to school, to do the to do the fast track, to, you know, to climb that ladder and get the house and get the marriage. And I then get the clients 20 years later yeah. when they're in their early 40s. And they are burned out. Mm-hmm. They are resentful mm-hmm. because they never followed their dreams. Yeah. They are either getting a divorce or on the brink of a divorce. They have completely disconnected with themselves. Yeah. They are usually overweight or drinking or taking recreational drugs to numb, you know, mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. And so I see the long-term effect mm-hmm. of good intentions. Yeah. Of somebody good advice that would maybe be a good advice for you but it is really not good advice for them because they needed to do something completely different for their soul to do what it needed to be yeah which means always coming back to yourself and doing what's right for you and well and that's important too because it's it's also just understanding that whenever anybody is saying anything whether you're getting advice from a parent or a friend, or you're listening to a podcast or you're watching something is to remember that there's just so much nuance to everything that's being said. And it's being filtered through that person's experiences, perception, biases, privileges. Like there's just, I think like a general rule, just take what makes sense and leave the rest. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, it's beautiful that you say that because that really is one of the most basic truths and at the same time the most profound truths because we truly just like we you know you know nature never repeats itself right we all have different fingerprints we all have different bodies different identities different journeys and I truly believe that what works for one person will not always work for another we do have the journeys are so different Yeah. Like if you ever had any hypnotherapy session that has been the same as another hypnotherapy session, no way. Everybody's too different. Yeah. Everybody needs different things. Yeah. And so, you know, it just, it just really truly brings me back to, I don't know if you heard that quote, the journey is the goal, but that really has been ringing true for me so much. And it's funny because 
when I started playing around with that too, it was just kind of detaching from the end goal and really truly just enjoying the process of being creative, of allowing myself to stand in, in what feels good to me right now, you know, and, and saying, you know, it may not feel good a year from now, but right now it feels good. So I'm going to follow that intuition, that inner voice, that nudge inside of me that needs to experience this. I'm just playing around with it. Right. Okay. Yes. So this is reminding me of um, really like the last three years of my life, right. Where it's, and you know this well, cause you've been with me. Um, this was what I would call like the dark night of my soul for the last three ish years, kind of just starting to come out of it in the last couple of months. And that is what I needed to do at like a cellular level. I needed to do a bunch of healing. My physical body needed a lot of like upgrading and releasing. And that was not a comfortable decision. It wasn't comfortable to not be making money, to move, to do a bunch of things, but it is, and it, and it didn't look right to probably anybody in my life. (laughs) Nope. It looked right Um, to me. But yeah, but that was what I needed. And the last few months, I think I told you, I've been seeing 911 everywhere, like on license plates, on TV, on cars. And nine is the symbol for completion of a big cycle. And 11 is new beginnings. And so I've been seeing this for a long time, a few months, probably. And then more so now, I just see the 11 and not the nine anymore. So I know I'm coming out of a really big cycle and it feels like it's about a 15 year cycle and going into my next new cycle. Yeah. And this is all, this all corresponds with my astrological chart. Like this is the way it was, I guess, if we're talking about fate and meant to be, this would be the, the way that I've expressed it, you know, maybe different, but this is the overall arching theme that there is going to be a big cycle beginning after one ended. And um, so the last full moon was so powerful. Like I didn't even realize I was doing this, but my, like Roger and I went through this weird phase where we just all of a sudden started cleaning physical things out of the house. Like we went, he went through a huge change too. Like it was just like, he grew up overnight. So we got rid of like all these old toys that he just doesn't play with anymore. And I went through and decluttered my old clothes and um, like started cleaning the doors, the dust off of doors, just like weird, random things like that. And by the end, when we were done, I walked into my closet where we were keeping like some of his old toys and my clothes, so many empty bins, tons of empty space, so many empty drawers. It's like such a, it's such symbolism for clearing the old out, making space for what's about to come in. And yeah, so it was like this huge letting go and I'm excited to see what's, what's going to take up the space. What's going to start coming in. I love that. I'm a, I'm a big believer in shifting the energy emotionally but also physically yes you know I, I truly believe it goes hand in hand because our environment does really affect our well-being our mental state how we feel and when we're cluttered when we create these barriers around us with all this stuff you know we don't have much room yeah. to move we don't yeah. have much room to grow and yeah. with the opposite when you let in the fresh air when you let in the you know the space 
you can invite new things in I'm, i love that it's a beautiful metaphor for life and mm -hmm. and for being and living for sure yeah and it was like around that time when you sent me that quote sometimes when you're in a dark place you think you've been buried but you've actually been planted mm -hmm. and i'm starting to see that even though it felt like for that time i was doing nothing because i'm able to start this new cycle with such a bang and things feel like they're already done it's because yeah. there were things being planted and now they're starting to sprout. And so that witch experience, that event that I did that came up, it came up short notice. I really only had like six days to prepare and I didn't have to prepare much. Like everything was kind of done. Like I randomly had all the things that I needed for the booth that I had like picked up over the last couple of years without really knowing why. And, Amazing. and, and just all the practice that I had had with my cards and from talking to my guides, like it wasn't that much of a leap. So even though throughout that period, I felt like I was in such a dark place and I felt like I wasn't doing anything, stuff was happening. And there always is. I know. And I know, you know, because I feel like your dark night of the soul corresponded with mine. What What's your thought on that though? Yeah. Well, not everything looks um, as it is, right? And sometimes things look like they're not moving, they're not yep. shifting, they're not changing. Yeah. yeah. But really, everything is constantly changing, everything is constantly yes. shifting. Yeah. And when you truly look at the new science, this is scientifically proven with quantum physics. Yes. You look <laughs> at something that is uh, an object, it looks stagnant it looks like it's not moving but within it if you look at it with a mega microscope or i don't know these terms everything is just made out of particles that are vibrating at different frequencies yes. and they're shifting and changing and moving yeah. all the time nothing is truly ever still yeah and we as parts of nature we're not even an innate object we are we're you know biology a bunch of cells and blood flowing through and energy and water which is life itself that's our human body mm -hmm. and our spirit is energy. And so I truly believe in the fact that everything is constantly shifting and moving, but sometimes we go through different seasons. We cannot yeah. always yeah. be on. We cannot always be pushing forward, just like nature. It always comes back to nature and cycles. Yeah. We have winter, we have summer, we have fall, we have spring and different seasons comes with different things. You're not gonna be running around planting your seeds in the mm -hmm. depth of winter right. it would make absolutely no sense yeah. Yeah. right you honor the cycle and you say okay it's winter time so i will mm -hmm. hibernate a little bit I will even if it's winter home. for three years <laughs> oh yes yes yeah and you know the beautiful thing about us humans is that we do have that choice yes. and we do have the ability to say i am not ready yet and i i need mm -hmm. to prolong this winter it needs to stay a little bit longer because i'm still not done cleaning up my house i'm still yeah. not done yeah. doing all the updates and upgrades that i needed to do mm -hmm. and there's something to be said for downtime where you know there's also sleep cycles right like we are not always awake not always on because our body needs time to just shut off to just be to process what has happened in the day to mm -hmm. detox to let go of the stuff mm -hmm. and to to create some new energy and space for new things to come in the next day. So mm -hmm. I really think everything's just connected and we underestimate the power of giving yourself a break and slowing down, even pausing 
and just truly honoring what it is that you need. And I do believe now looking back at it, I do believe that those pauses would be shorter, quicker, more effective, more efficient for us if we were more aware of it actually going into it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we actually recognized over, when I, when I look back at my last 20 years of my life, yeah. if I recognized that I needed to be a little bit more gentle with myself, that I was worth you know having some downtime I didn't always have to perform I didn't always have to be it didn't always have to be so hard mm -hmm. if I would have reflected on that that that's you know maybe the three years would have been six months right but that's part of the journey yeah that's the, that's, that's the lesson though yes. and sometimes ends like you said you can't be just handed that lesson you have to live it and understand it before you can learn from it Yes. name it, move on from it. Would you say that you were in a dark night of the soul or you, what would, what's your experience? Yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. are you still in it or when no. you start? No. no, I feel like, um, yeah, I had a big, big health issue, as you know, you know, mm -hmm. three years ago and yeah. almost ended up crossing over to the other side. I, Ilona, I feel like you did cross over and Archangel <laughs> Michael was like, not your time yet. <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah 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 and it's been a really transformative time for me ever since um both physically because it's been very you know very a uh, big lesson physically but also mentally emotionally spiritually understanding a little bit more that um we are gentle souls who need kindness no matter how hard we look on the outside what a what a you know what strength we project we really and it's our responsibility it's my responsibility to make sure that I pause and I give myself what I need a chicken chicken with myself but definitely it, it's been a long journey there and it came through through the suffering honestly through through the hard times yeah. because instead of for me personally I don't know about you but for me it came down to focus and really paying attention to where my where my focus went and almost surrendering to the process not trying to make it anything that right. it needed to be and just yeah. saying you know what this really sucks acknowledging how much it sucked but saying I know this won't last forever reminding myself you know this will not last forever because I'm not that unique nothing lasts forever and so right now I can't get out of bed and I'm in pain but I have to wait it out and I have to trust that one of two things will happen. It will pass or I will pass. So which one is it going to be? I don't know yet. But yeah. and those were, you know, most of my days for almost two years of my life. Wow. Yeah. Where yeah. I was trying to keep things in perspective. And yeah. a lot of the times I get people saying, you know, you're always positive. You're always in a good mood. And I always remind them I am not. I'm I am not always in a good mood. I'm not always having a bad, a good day. Mm -hmm. It's quite the opposite. I have a lot of bad days. I have a lot of, you know, things to work through. But what gets me through is keeping things in perspective, focusing on the fact that I, you know, I know that things don't last forever. Mm -hmm. And we're just in a short moment in time right now. And so our choice is, what are we going to do? Are we going to fight it? or Are we going to flow with it? Mm -hmm. And as hard as, it, as hard as it is, when you start flowing with it, mm -hmm when you stop fighting the current, things start happening and shifting and changing. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you but, know that you were starting to come out of that 
period of your life? Okay, so it was overnight for me. On my, on my 40th birthday, I woke up and this curtain almost lifted off of me and I knew I was done. And it was, it was part of the flow. I wasn't fighting my age. Yeah. I wasn't upset about being 40. My outlook is I am grateful I got to 40. Yeah. You know, two yeah. years ago, I almost didn't see my 38th birthday. So mm-hmm. thank God I'm, mm-hmm. I'm at 40. And with that came this understanding. I became a little bit more conscious of time. And, you know, there's something happened within me. I was like, okay, I'm an adult. <laughs> I am 40 and I don't have any more time to waste. I might as well, you know, I've, I've lived in my body up until this point for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, I've spent most of majority, 99.9% of that time, really being at war with myself, disliking yeah. Yeah. who I was. I always liked the part of me on the inside. I liked I am on the yeah. inside. But I yeah. never felt like the part that was that I was showing to the world was reflecting who I truly am. Mm-hmm. But it was because I never allowed myself to be mm-hmm. who I truly was. And letting myself speak my truth and being who I'm doing what I wanted to do. I always did the things that I thought I needed to do to be mm-hmm. responsible, to do the right things, right? Mm-hmm. And so on my 40th birthday, I just chose to flow with it. And I was like, okay, life, we have no more time to waste. This is the youngest we'll ever be. What are we going to do this time, right? And I, I really, it's, um, it's funny to say, but I really felt like a fog, like a black curtain lifted off yeah. of me. I'd be really interested in hearing an astrologer look at your chart and see how that yeah. lines up with that time. Cause it's so, it's so overnight and I believe it. I yeah. like, that's, it's just, you made, you made a decision and yeah. you were done with that cycle of your life. Yeah. Um, but I was also ready. I put in the time. And you're ready. Yeah, that's the other thing to work. say is that while during that time where you're lying in bed and you think nothing is happening, everything is happening. You yes. did all that internal work so that on your 40th birthday, it'd be like, yes. all right, this is the yeah. new cycle. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's a beautiful thing. I always remind my clients too, because a lot of, a lot of my sessions with clients are energetic healing, releasing things like that. Yeah. And I always remind them, you know, right now, after the session, it feels like nothing much has happened, but you have shifted so much. And so be gentle with yourself, respect the process, trust the process. And the one thing they always, I always tell them the same thing, even though it looked like not much has happened, a lot has shifted within you, trust the process. And their response always is, I felt it. There was so much happening underneath it all. It looked like I was just laying there with my eyes closed, relaxing. That's what it looked like. But beneath that, then they tell me their experience, what they, what they saw, what they understood, what they're taking away from that. And usually they have a physical reaction as well. They're sweating or they're crying or they need to go to the bathroom. There's, there's dizziness, there's different things in the body that are being released. And, but to an outsider, if they just watched me and my client on zoom like this, it would look like I'm just blabbling on and my client's sleeping and doing nothing. (laughs) Right. But underneath it, there's so much going on. There are so many shifts and changes and understandings. And I think that's, that's a good kind of um, metaphor for what goes on when you go through a life change, when you're getting ready for the next Mm -hmm. stage of your journey. Mm Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think is the 
it's a secret sauce there how do you how do we get there how do we get through how did you get through well for me it's it was it's been more of like um a slowly completing that cycle like I'd say probably in the last couple months I've been coming out of it and starting to just feel a bit more alive, like more energy, like actually wanting to wake up early and getting up out of bed. Like for a long time, I just didn't want to get out of bed. And really the only reason I did was for my family. And there was lots of days yeah. when the afternoon came around and I wouldn't remember if I'd brushed my teeth or if I'd had a shower, just feeling like really like I the, <laughs> clinically, it would probably be like depression, but I yeah. wouldn't call it that. Huge fog. I totally understand. Fog. Yeah. Um, just like really low, really, really low feeling like just all the negative feelings every day. And then slowly it started to be like that, like zest for life started to come back, like actually wanting yes. to be participating in my life and, um, feeling happy again like it had been a long time I didn't realize and then um a few big realizations like um realizing that like I've been talking a little bit about having low confidence and low self-worth and realizing what that means and realizing how it's different in different contexts and working with myself where I can in the way of, okay, this is a low confidence situation. So what I need is more practice. I can get more practice. I can get more experience. Okay. This is a low self-worth situation. Okay. What am I going to do with this? You know, I'm probably going to need some outside help, which I've had. And then with that outside help, like really using that as a platform to help myself move forward. And that's that for me, understanding the low self-worth and where it's showing up and where it's coming from what kind of feels to me like how you described when you woke up on your 40th birthday whereas like I woke up one morning after having some of those hard conversations with therapists and mentors and was just kind of like I am done feeling like my worthiness is in contention every day yeah everything that I'm doing the mistakes that I'm making has nothing to do with my worthiness it has to do with my experiences. And yes, I need mentorship sometimes in practice, but my worthiness is inherent. It isn't to be taken away. It isn't to be bargained. It just is. And I'm done putting that as a bargaining chip on the table. Yeah. And that for me felt like the cloud lifted, yes. but I came to that with an understanding of where that came from generationally and where it came from in my life. Yeah. Um, and so lots of healing around that. That wasn't something I could just think my way into. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was needed for the decision to be made. You had to go through that. Mm -hmm. And then with that realization, now I understand a little bit more about what stand in your power means. Yes. And to me, it's like, remembering that my worthiness is there no matter what decision I make, remembering that there's no wrong decision and remembering that self-compassion is so necessary with mistakes. Otherwise <laughs> it feels very high stakes. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I want to circle back again to that um, idea of things looking like there's nothing happening and there's so much happening because right now in this world, I feel like we do have 
an epidemic of really overachievers and we we are focused so much on improving our bodies we inject things into places that we wouldn't even dream of we you know we do all these things like we color our hair we we put on you know clothes we do our makeup like the external world has taken over and i believe like there is a balance you have to you have to take care of yourself like you do your environment but then you also have to go within and start clearing out some of the clutter and taking care of that. And so it's once again, not one or the other, mm. it's going back to balancing it out and really paying attention to yourself again. How am I feeling? Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this because I want to feel better? Or am I doing this because I need to keep up because somebody else is telling me that I'm not good enough, mm -hmm. that my worth is not good enough unless I do something. Right. And so it comes back to there's so much happening under the surface. And when you view your own and I think we are all once again, we need to take a step back and really stop paying attention to everybody else. We're so quick to just be like, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be doing that. We need to we need to just go inwards. I really, truly believe those those answers are within. And so analyzing, you know, what is happening? There, there might be moments in your time where you think everything is going fine and dandy, but there's so much happening under the surface that you're not aware of. It might be triggering different things. It might be sprouting some seeds that, you know, that are, you're not even aware of yet. And so coming back, coming, coming inwards and asking yourself, am I okay? What do I need? Where's this coming from? Why do I need this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just one of the big things that I believe would ease those darker night you know dark nights of the souls and all those big lessons if yeah. we if we check in with ourselves a little bit more it will all even out mm -hmm. yeah it's funny you say that that's one of the homework pieces that my therapist has given me is to be like a few times a day check in and say what do you need and can you give yourself this need and she said that's one of the hardest things all of our clients has is they don't know what they need yes yeah yeah mm-hmm and it, it comes back to starting slow and starting little, not doing, it comes back to the journey is the goal, yeah. not rushing, yeah. not taking yeah. 10 steps at a time, really taking it back and learning to crawl mm -hmm. before we try to run a marathon, right? Yeah. Giving ourselves the time and grace to learn the lessons, to yeah. grow into it, yeah. to feel our way into it yeah. instead of getting there, burning out and crashing. Yep. Which is a common cycle. And mm -hmm. this is why I feel like the overarching theme that I keep coming back to with myself is to be less transactional, more relational with other people, with myself, with the process. And the focus is not on the result. It's on the process. And the focus should be the growth and the experience. And, um, hmm. and the worthiness doesn't come from the result, but it comes it just is. That's, yeah. that's just a part of it. It just is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it makes the journey easier in the long run as well, because you get there checking in with yourself, keeping your integrity, keeping your values, keeping what matters to yeah. you. Yeah. That truly is a big, big, you know, big thing to get there knowing that mm -hmm. you did it your way. And that it's sustainable and that it's not going to lead to burnout and crashing and burning. Yeah. Yeah. Or regrets. Yeah. Getting there without regrets, getting there with, with your values and yeah. your wants and needs. Mm -hmm. Because really at the end of the day, 
that's that's all that we're taking with us we are not taking anything else with us we're going to take these experiences we're going to take these lessons and as you know as um it sounds it sounds very cliche but it really truly comes back to that it's mm -hmm. what matters what truly matters it's the experience yeah, yeah. i think and i think that's also um that's one of the biggest goals I have when I work with people is to bring them back to themselves. Yeah. And so like when I had that client last week come to me and was like really looking for answers and like, no, like it's, that's not my job. My job is to lead you back to you. Yeah. How are we going to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We are just guides and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, we're just guides on this journey and the most important journey is the journey towards your own self, towards mm -hmm. your, your mm -hmm. inner self, reconnecting, mm -hmm. being the detective of your own needs, yeah. mind, what it is that you need. Yeah. And going from there, that's where the work truly begins. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's just a lesson after lesson. The journey never stops. I don't think it ever will. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing. The journey really is the goal. <laughs> yeah, you're already doing it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you're on it. <laughs> okay, cool. Is there any um, last minute thoughts or what's your biggest takeaway from our conversation today? I think just confirmation that we are all in a need of this a little bit more. Just, mm -hmm. you know, pondering, coming in words, <laughs> doing the work. Yeah. Getting ourselves a little bit more grace and gentleness. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, I think it's for me, the big themes that are swirling around my head. And we talked about, we touched on it in this conversation is really about um, not being so transactional. So not being so focused on, well, my worthiness is going to come from my results. So I have to do whatever it takes to get that result. Cause I've tried that and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it just leads to, burnout. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and really looking at it, like you said, is that it's, um, placing the value on the journey and the value on the growth and the experience and remembering that no matter what decision I make, it's not right or wrong. It's just my choice. And no, no matter what decision it is, I'm still worthy. It's not contingent wow. on my job, my relationships, how much money I have. And those are separate issues. It's like, you know, when we were doing the RTT training and talking to Marissa Peer, and she's always talking about coupled beliefs in the subconscious. It's just like worthiness is its own separate thing. And I went along and attached it to money and work, but they don't belong together. So yeah. I've just been slowly like unlearning and pulling those apart. It's, it's a beautiful metaphor because that's exactly what it is. We are always treating the symptom, right? Whether that is addiction or, or anxiety or depression, but the, the symptom is not the cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's learning to separate that and healing the cause, going deep. Going to the root. And that's yeah. what you and I are really good at as Scorpios. <laughs> like we get to Definitely. the bottom of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for this conversation. That was amazing. Thank you. Didn't think I'd come this far. At some point, I 
I think I see the clear. 